So this episode, we are on location. I'm with my friend and your friend, Avalon Unahas of Catoctin Creek Distillery, and we're at the Cockton Creek Distillery in Virginia, talking with Ryan Margerian, original founder of Aviation Gin, restaurant owner, bartender educator, cocktail aficionado. We're going to make some crazy good cocktails and maybe spice it up with a little garnish of history. Pour a dram, settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. listen to cast chasers followed cast chasers listened to a show bumped into me in an alleyway you've probably heard me randomly bring up Kata- i bring it up at weddings you should I, I bring it up at bar mitzvahs i bring it up in hospitals if i'm unconscious or conscious <laughs> it doesn't matter just, I just talking like right. you talked you've heard me say it <laughs> and you've heard this voice uh this is my friend avalon Hello. maybe you haven't seen her before but you've definitely heard her before. i, I think uh, like a couple of years ago i was on a yeah, video yeah. like in a studio right so yeah. we're very best friends um, but I'm crashing your distillery, yeah. uh, actually specifically your tasting room, which is absolutely gorgeous. And what we're going to do today is you're going to, with a new friend we're going to bring on, show me how to make some cocktails, watch me fumble through cocktails. It's going to be very entertaining. Right. I'm excited to watch you do and it. And I want you to understand, Chasers, you don't have to know what you're doing to do it. So it's going to go from beautiful to train wreck pretty quick. Um, but even we have the, all the measurements. But so the train wreck's going to taste good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, It's booze. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's knives. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, Avalon, introduce our friend. Who do we have so here So we us? have my buddy Ryan. So uh, Ryan was the original. Uh, hi, Ryan. He's, oh, he's did calling I just clap at via, my mic? Um, so he's in, uh, he's in uh, Portland, Oregon right now. Ryan was the original founder of um, Aviation Gin. And he is now the owner of, uh, remind me again. Oven and Shaker Pizzeria and Bar in Portland, Oregon. Yes. So uh, he's now, that's his baby now. But he, again, was the original uh, co-founder of Aviation Gin. Uh, and that's how I got to know him way back when, uh, when I was working the Arlington Market with Southern Wine and Spirits. We did a work with together, and I just thought he was one of the most, he's like the Dos Equis man of Spirits. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like one of my favorite people. Uh, and so I, it was kind of the conversations we had just talking about the history of spirits and uh, cocktails. And I was like, you know what? He would be a perfect person to bring on for Cash Chasers because you guys were looking to kind of extend and I expand. trust anything. And this is the first time we've done a shot like this. And it feels very much like that cheesy early morning news where, you know, it's me and Barbara. We're going to show you. And, he, and we got Ryan with weather. And then uh, he's out there in the storm while we get yeah. to be in the comfort. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> Well, he's actually in the comfort of his own home. He's in the comfort of his we're own home. We're in the storm. We're in the storm. Because we're about to make a tornado of, spir- of uh, cocktails right Speaking now. of tornado, we got a lot of stuff in front of us. Can we talk a little bit about what I'm looking at, what we're going to be working Like, what is the main spirit we're going to be working with today? So, I actually, there really is no main spirit. So, Ryan uh, was kind enough to put together a um, three cocktails for us to make. Uh, we're doing the an old-fashioned made with gin versus whiskey, which most people, you know, connect uh, old fashions with whiskey. We're doing a Maplewood, which is made with our rye whiskey. And then we're doing a Betsy Ross, which is, which is made with our brandy. And real bits yeah, of flag. That's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Because actually her flag, I think. Who? The oh, original Betsy, Ross? Betsy Ross's oh, flag. Yeah. She did make a flag, right? That yeah, she yeah okay. She did, I don't want, yeah. My history buffs out there. I don't want to. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Did she make the flag she in Virginia? Invented she invented the first flag ever. But did she? Did she actually put it together in Virginia? Sewed it. So there we go. Sewed it. So we're bringing all history and yeah. everything into the tasting room of yeah. Catoctin Creek. So made with real flag. I love that. Yeah. I love raw <laughs> sourced ingredients. So what are we making first, Ryan? So, what do you? What are we? What are we doing? What do I? What can I? Drink? We're going to do the old fashioned. Let's do I'm the old fashioned. I'm going to answer that for you. Okay. Um, I picked the old fashioned mainly because when Ryan and I did our work with, I can't remember what bar it was in Arlington, but it was one of our first stops and he dropped some knowledge on what an old fashioned is. And so Ryan, you can take it away. 
as we're yeah, making it. So, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, an old fashioned is more than uh, the whiskey drink that we understand it to be today. Uh, it's really kind of a mother sauce or a specific recipe template. And to understand what an old fashioned cocktail is, one must understand what a cocktail is. And, and to understand a cocktail, one must go even further back to the late uh, 17th century uh, to find a drink called a sling. And a sling, which comes from the German word slingen, which means to throw back, was a simple colonial drink uh, made with spirit and then sugar and water to make it palatable. Sometime during the late 18th century, people began to add um, bitters, uh, which were considered remedies. And bitters, of course, are concentrated aromatic tinctures made with herbs, roots, and spices. So to a sling, people began adding bitters. And this became known as a bittered sling. And right around the turn of uh, the 1900s or the 1800s, I'm sorry, it became known as a cocktail. Now, this cocktail uh, is a recipe that has a strong, weak, sweet, and bitter component. Okay. And uh, any spirit would have been... Uh, available for use in that drink. Um, now, between the early 1800s and to the mid to late 1800s, we saw the evolution of the entire craft of mixing drinks uh, here in North America evolve. And that would have meant putting all kinds of new and exciting things in this cocktail template. Now, fast forward to the 1880s, 1890s, let's say you just want spirit, sugar, water, bitters. Do you want whiskey, sugar, water, bitters, gin, sugar, water, bitters? You would ask for a cocktail the old-fashioned way. So like today, I would say that the old-fashioned is actually the older than crap fashioned, <laughs> not the old-fashioned as it was back in the 1880s. So uh, bearing all that in mind, one of the things that I've enjoyed doing to engage people on the intellectual side is to just um, interchange different spirits into this uh, uh, recipe template. And, uh, as Avalon noted, uh, one of the conversations we enjoyed was this, uh, this conversation about just kind of playing Mr. Potato Head with the old fashioned template, uh, using different spirits. You can try different sweeteners. You can try different bitters. There's probably a billion different ways to kind of interchange things. But of course, at the time I was trying to grow aviation gin, and I thought one of the most exciting ways to engage the palate and the intellect was to use something that was being used uh, with whiskey for gin. Thus, we or I came up with our gin old-fashioned. So uh, you are going to begin making this drink, I believe. So I just poured out only ounce. an ounce so far. So, Smells incredible. So, so our so, gin old, or our, our gin, Catoctin Creek gin, um, is actually made from rye. So it's most people are very surprised when they're like, oh, it's a rye gin? So you can make gin from any grain. You can do a potato gin if you wanted to, corn. a wheat, a corn gin, you, as long rice. as you know. Rice. Uh, was it the... Um, Oatmeal. Oh, I haven't had one of those yet. I'm just naming grain. Cotton but candy. You could. you could totally do cotton candy gin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. So. so real quick, Ryan, real quick. Is ordering an old-fashioned the equivalent to, like in a movie, somebody ordering a beer at the bar? Is it just like... When you go to a bar and you order an old-fashioned, we just think it's going to be whatever. But really, the what you're explaining, it sounds like an old-fashioned can be anything. So just saying, I want an old-fashioned. Most people, I want like at this point, they still think it's like old-fashioned. They're going to put whiskey in it Let's unless that. you specify. Yeah. And I was doing a store tasting the other day, kind of explaining them, um, explaining to them about you know what you were just talking about, how it's basically it's a spirit, uh, some sweetener, and then bitters. And he's like, "What do you think?" a bartender would do if I ordered a gin old-fashioned. I was like, well, if you're going to Applebee's, they're probably going to give you a look and be very confused. But if you're going to a cocktail bar, they're not going to think twice and just use gin. So it's common knowledge. It's yeah. for them. Yeah. For if the, you know, if you are, you know, in the, the cocktail world. The cocktail a tour. Yeah. You should know that it's interchangeable. I know one of the big comebacks, or I guess not comebacks, but outside of a uh, whiskey old fashioned, the Mezcal old fashions have become huge recently. Sure. And that's kind of become like, if you don't want whiskey, Mezcal, because you're going to get that nice smokiness from the Mezcal. Well uh, but we're going to do a gin old fashioned with our watershed gin. I like this. Uh, so our... So we have, we're going to need a little bit of ice, but we can put that in a little bit after. So we're going to do two ounces of watershed gin. 
So I, I need yours again. I'm going to pour it out for you because Bobby doesn't know what he's doing. No. I'm just going to walk him through it. So two ounces of watershed gin. All right. So we're done with the gin. And that's this guy right here, our watershed gin. And then after that, we're going to do one fourth ounce of simple syrup. And simple syrup, for everybody who doesn't know, it's literally very simple to make, hence the name simple syrup. You don't need to go to the grocery store and buy a $5 squirt bottle of simple syrup. It's equal parts sugar and water. You boil it, use hot water. In a pinch, I've done it in like the microwave and once it's all melted down and um, there's no more little granulars of sugar, you're good to go. That's all you need. So we're gonna do one fourth and that's one, that's a half. Now, could you substitute this with a honey or any kind of like log cabin Absolutely. syrup, anything like that if you wanted to? So I'm bad with measure, oh, Never mind. I have a one fourth here because I don't know how to read a jigger or at least do half of the portion. So you have, I'm going to do that for you. So one fourth and one fourth. And this is just regular simple. So we're not doing anything crazy with our simple syrup. That's for the next cocktail. We got a little zhuzh on that. My favorite word. <laughs> well, zhuzh. Now, what are we muddling? We're not muddling anything. This one we are stirring. No so, Ryan, can you talk on why we're stirring this versus shaking it? Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, old, I like to talk about the difference between a pre-prohibition and post-prohibition old-fashioned. Pre-prohibition old-fashions were literally just a spirit, sugar, in this case, water from the stirring and bitters. Post-prohibition, and nobody has an exact... Um, understanding that I know of why it shifted, but uh, we ended up with this uh, muddled creation where people began muddling the sugar, the, uh, the bitters with, uh, with the orange wedge and the, and the cherry. Uh, I just like the elegance, uh, aesthetic and roundness of, of the pre-prohibition style. Uh, and when you stir versus shake, see, when you shake, you really aerate uh, a drink and that aeration can be very helpful when you have really intense kind of tactile uh, experiences such as acid uh, and uh, sometimes creams. And, and those things seem to really love that aeration uh, effect uh, with regards to uh, their, their service. But uh, when you just have these li liquids and, and no acid, I love the ropiness and the roundness uh, that comes with not having the, the high level of aeration that you would have had should you have shaken it. Um, and you can do a side by side, uh, even at home, you can do a shaken one stirred one, frankly, they're going to taste about the same, but I think you're going to find that there, there's an elegance and a weight, uh, and a viscosity in the stirred version. That's a lot more, uh, pleasant, at least, you know, to my palate, but I try not to be right or wrong anymore. I try to just put the information out there and let people do their thing. And it always it depends right on everybody's palate. So as he was talking, I put in uh, the dashes of bitter. So this specific one we're going to do, um, it was two dashes of orange bitters. We were using, what was it? Oh, where'd it yep. go? Angostura orange. And then one dash mm -hmm. of the Peychaud's aromatic bitters. So at that point, right. actually, we probably need a little bit more ice because we got the little ice cube. So hopefully this isn't like messing up the mic here. I learned something really cool about these spoons. You can pour syrup. That's what that's for. Oh, the soda water. Yeah, down the mm -hmm. thing. Oh, you already knew about that. It's everyone <laughs> everyone knew about that, but okay. It's a, it's a bartender trick from okay. uh, way back. I actually I, learned about it when we were doing a um, Ramos Gin Fizz. Ah. And so when you get that little hole in there and then you want to have it like sp that soda water spiral down so it goes past it all so the little cool. fluff and then it goes in. So we're just going to do a little stir here. You hear all that noise of the stern. And if you're in a pinch, you don't need a fancy spoon. If you have a, um, a vessel that's big enough, please do that. That's fine. It's not going to hurt anything. You just want to dilute it just enough um, to, I forgot to bring glasses. So just give me one second. Don't Where leave me here by myself. So Ryan. And it's been my <laughs> I'm back. Okay. We're good. Okay. So we're going to strain these out. Oh, these glasses are gorgeous. And then it's going to have a pretty little pink oh. hue to it because it's a clear spirit with a clear symbol. And you're going to have that Peychaud's that gives it just a little bit of that little pinky color oh to it. Oh my gosh. It's not, it, it is an old fashioned mm -hmm. because it's made. I watched it. I, mm -hmm. we, I saw us make it. Yeah. And it's very old fashioned made. It doesn't remind me. It's its own thing. Does that make sense? And no. So like the thing with the old fashioned, one of the ways that I kind of like 
describing it is, you know, like Ryan had said, you know, it's, it's a very simple, it's an old way of making things. It's just a spirit, bitter, and sugar. So if you're thinking about an old fashioned, those ingredients are just there to kind of zhuzh up, again, zhuzh, I love it. zhuzh up the love spirit. It. Just kind of like, acts, the spirit is what needs to talk. So when, you know, the old school way of yeah, making totally it old fashioned. Agree with that. And the old school way was the way that I was taught was what I now refer to as the, uh, the old fashioned punch, which is that heavily muddled like orange and cherry to where you're making basically a fruit punch with a spirit. It's so good. And that can be lovely. It's just yeah. now these days I prefer to have that spirit talk more than the other ingredients put in there. So just to accent the flavors that are already in the spirit and kind of, you know, boost yeah. it up a little bit more. This is so good yeah, and, and elegant and everything. I mean, it's it makes me feel better than anyone else. <laughs> is that where we're going? That's if, if I could if I could add something real quick, yeah. um, just to build on what Avalon was saying. I've I've been training bartenders uh, using the metaphor of uh, the old fashioned is kind of like the saute of the mixed drink universe. And what I mean by that is just like let's say you have a great piece of halibut and it's going to just have its own inherent. Uh, delicious qualities about it. And so all you really need to do is take a great virgin olive oil, cook it both sides, season it with a little salt and pepper. Uh, and, and that's exactly what you're doing with an old fashioned. You are just, you're making a liquid saute. You've got the bitters and then the, uh, creating kind of structure and intrigue. And you've got the sugar amplifying the natural flavors of whatever spirit you're using. So and maybe a little citrus. Um, if you yeah. Want. And a little sit like uh, the, yeah. just, just for the halibut. <laughs> yeah get exactly. it <laughs> exactly so hopefully that makes sense hopefully that that's a metaphor that lands i think it does that, that, I, like because normally when it comes to you know we with our brandies um we do an apple pear and peach brandy and with those people always expect them to be super sweet and we do kind of yeah. like the old school type of brandy uh to where we allow you to put the sweetener in there so if you want to add some sugar to kind of bump up that spice or sorry that uh fruit quality yeah. you can do it it's the same as you know adding a little salt on your steak or a little sugar to your strawberries to help you know make that flavor a little bit more excited if you will um but it's all yeah. by taste yeah. so if you prefer your old fashioned more sweetness Absolutely fine. Don't let anybody tell you how to drink your stuff. But at the same time, don't be that person who comes into a bar with your cocktail card to give to the bartender. You slide it across. Of how to exactly make your cocktail. I have I have judged people in the direction I want them to go Ooh. on a cocktail, but I've never been the ass. Like this that is says, the Bobby yeah, right. old fashioned, and, and it's the only way I drink and it. And I will say this too: you really want to put a whiskey or gin or vodka or whatever you vodka i guess but uh that you enjoy in your cocktail because mm -hmm. I've, I've had cocktails that had the potential to be delicious but then go south because i didn't like the whiskey in it or the whiskey was the wrong whiskey for me or spirit for me so you don't have to put your cheap crap in there you can actually you want to use your good stuff decent stuff yeah you don't want to break out a 1920 bottle of whatever but yeah, there's there's wanna, that happy medium. Yeah. Like that's why you know we're yeah. using uh, for the whiskey cocktail our 92 because for me that's a nice little happy medium between yeah. the 80 and the cask proof. You can make a cask proof old fashioned Manhattan, but I wouldn't recommend having a couple and leaving the house. No, or the bar. Lock yourself. That's definitely in a, a home yeah. thing. Uh, I think I'd mentioned at uh, one of our other uh, podcasts that uh, Scott several years ago had a, an interaction with several whiskey old fashions of the cask proof. And uh, yeah, he was struggling with a fork not to be stuck up his nose while he was sitting with a bunch of yeah. other whiskey heads because he had about an hour and a half to kill at the bar and uh, he killed it. Yeah. Or I've it killed a, him, yeah. however you want to put it. I've had my share of Wixidents. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's next? What do we... So the next one, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the maple wood as I clean up a little bit? Yeah, so uh, one of the simplest ways for anybody to begin mixing drinks on their own is to play Mr. Potato Head, so to speak, with simple, uh, classic, uh, and vintage recipes. So um, for most of my bartending career, uh, I had never thought to put whiskey together with lime because you're taught a whiskey sour, and for some reason we think lime, we think the tropics. But believe it or not, the right whiskey with lime and some, some sweetener uh, can go really well together. Uh, I found this old book called Here's How, 
It's a 1930s book. And in it, I found a drink called a whiskey shake, which is essentially a whiskey daiquiri. So all that the maple wood is, is essentially a whiskey shake or a whiskey daiquiri, whiskey, lime, uh, and sugar, uh, but with the substitution of grade A maple syrup and a dash of Angostura bitters to uh, bind all those interesting, interesting flavors all together. So uh, we've been using it on our uh, our cocktail menu at Oven and Shaker for years. It's it's been a hit. It's uh, it kind of runs almost tiki on the palate. Okay. Uh, I think having the lime and the bitters almost makes the whiskey lean towards its you know, uh, to any rumness or rum profile that the whiskey might have, it kind of pulls that out. Um, yeah, I love whipping this drink out. Uh, for I'm excited to try it because I, 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 I normally and, don't associate really easy to make. using whiskey with lime. But I mean, with our whiskey, since we do rye, rye is going to have a nice little spicy component to it. And we've had plenty of, you know, rum drinks that we've substitute with our rye. So we've done like a, um, um, was it a rye tie versus a Mai Tai, which is another tiki yep. drink. I love um, tiki drinks. I love that. I love that idea. So yeah. we, we've done that. And I've had a lot of like tiki bars. They're like, I don't know. We don't use a lot of rye. We use gin. I was like, well, how about a rye tie? They're like, that's genius. Done. Let's put it on the menu. And we're put our name on it. Make yeah. money on it. Yeah. <laughs> so very Jamaican. I like this idea. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. all right, so we're going to do the maple wood. So the maple wood calls for two ounces of rye. We're using our 92 proof rye, which is um, all, so all of our rye is 100% rye, single barrel, small batch. And the main difference between the 92, between the 80 and the cast proof is our 92 is at 92 proof versus 80 or 116. And it is also in 100% Virginia oak. So the Virginia oak allows for more of those like stone fruit flavors like plum and dark cherry. It's got a nice little, you know, the, that nice fruit sweetness to it um, without it being overly sweet. And it kind of, the 92 is that happy medium of that spice that kind of, you get that nice little sharpness of like cinnamon baking spice, but it's not overly aggressive. And just our rye in general, you're not going to get that like black pepper spice that yeah. Bobby knows all too well, which is why before he tried Katakton, hated he it. thought he hated rye. Hated it, yeah. And, and so then, we brought him on to the rye side after that. Yeah, yeah. I was rye curious before, <laughs> and now I'm all the way, so. Hi, Dad. On a scale from 1 to 10, how much do you love high-proof or hazmat bourbon? Not so much. No, I didn't think you did, but I think you like rum. I do. All right. Sometimes. Sometimes? Mm-hmm. So Impex has a new line of rums. Well, not new to the world. It's actually one of the first lines of rums ever, but new to our portfolio called Lemonheart. Lemonheart. And we have a 151, the original 151 rum. 151 like 151? 151 like 151 proof. Well. Yeah. It comes at you big and strong, but it's full of flavor. No sugar added. Natural rum. Absolutely delicious. A great mixer. You know what else they have? <gasps> What? <laughs> Same recipe, but at 40% alcohol. If you want to take it slow, right? All right. Maybe that's your speed, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if you want to spice your life up a little bit? I don't know. What do I do then? Well, then you get their black pool rum. It's a spiced rum, but it's natural spice. There's no artificial flavors, none of that stuff. Again, no sugar added, natural rums from Guiana. Absolutely delicious. Sounds awesome, babe. Yeah. Hey, guess what? What's that? Impacts Beverages. Yeah. Proud sponsor of Cast Chasers Podcast. Fantastic. All right. Your rye is very unique, though. It has a very you can you can really pull it out. Like I I think there's very few spirits out there in a cocktail where I'm good enough to say, oh, this is that spirit. I'm pretty sure that I could pick Katakton up. It's um, a very distinctive one, which yeah. I we pride ourselves on. Yeah. And Ryan, I need to send you a couple of bottles of this because you know you're nice enough to come on here for free yeah. and you haven't gotten anything in return. So we'll make sure you get something in return, so you know what we're talking about. Send the whiskey. Send yeah. the whiskey. It's not a problem. It's the whole reason he. Why else would he? Do we'll this? send him the care package. I wish that I had. I, it's been busy. I took off, you know, the holidays and everything, and I completely forgot to like send you samples of it. But you will get it. Um, so love it on the maple wood. So I did two ounces of rye. We're doing three, uh, 30, 34, 34 <laughs> ounces, <laughs> 34 ounces. It's a heavy one. <laughs> three fourths of lime juice. And then we'll also do 
three-fourths of the maple syrup. So the maple syrup simple is two parts maple, grade A maple syrup and then one part water. So I got that in here. I'm going to pour that in for you. You got it. The juice. You got it. And real quick, okay, I, I think a lot of people, um, when they hear maple syrup, they think sweet. I'd argue that um, this is the one of the least sweet sweeteners that you'll find to use in mixed drinks. Uh, as long as you're not using the log cabin or any of that kind of process. Well, pancake syrup, syrup is, is very... also really low on the glycine. Sorry, I was saying pancake syrup versus maple syrup. Correct. And yeah. I was also going to point out, because people are really into this, it's uh, really low on the glycemic index, lower than agave even. So I've become kind of uh, really addicted to like trying every drink recipe that I have with maple just to see if it works. And I can't tell you, I think I probably use more maple syrup in my drinks than almost any bartender out there in the universe right now. I just, and, it, and it's interesting because it gives complexity, but it doesn't like really maple the drink out. I think you'll be surprised how subtle the maple is in this drink. So I, maple's good for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like real maple syrup. It can't syrup. hurt you at all. As much, you can eat as much as you want of no. it. Is what you're saying? Part. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Just like Halo Top, man. You can yeah. eat as much as you want. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be shaking this one because there's citrus in it. Ryan, do you want to yeah. touch a little bit on that? Yeah, we like that. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier when we were uh, putting together that old-fashioned. We just, you know, when you've got uh, really intense ingredients such as uh, lime juice or acid that have to kind of find a way to, you know, cohabitate with the spirit uh, and the sugar and whatnot and the bitters. Um, it seems to just be uh, most pleasant when you add some air to it uh, to kind of fluff it up a little bit. So when you shake that out, it's just going to, it's going to just float lightly on the palate. If you were to stir it, it, it actually probably tastes good as well, but I think it would be, it, it wouldn't have the liveliness that I think most people are looking for in a, uh, in a bright citrus drink. Can uh, I ask for a request? Let's get some shake music. All right. It'll well, you want to, you want to, you want to, yeah, make sure that there's a seal. And then, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to do one handed. He's got more moves than I do. Doing the shake yeah. music style. Get it. I don't, have the right, body for that. I don't have the body type. Oh my God, that wore me so, out. So the, 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 the Ramos one, right? The mm -hmm. Gen Fizz. That's the one you're shaking that's for a like six a good minute, like, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a long one. That's the one to where like the bartenders, and if they have a busy bar and you order one of those, they are not going to be happy. That's all I order at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have your own, but it's fine. Yeah, but you yours has the nice. flavor. It's already oh, been, okay. yeah. So we're using like a little, little teacup. Oh, we're over here now. A little teacup of that. And then you said that do a little wedge of the lime. I didn't garnish the other one. It's a very dull knife. I feel like it's going to be very dangerous. That's um, for my safety. Let's do a different knife. We have like a thousand underneath here, so we're just going to go through all of them. There we go. So to make it pretty, we're going to do a little roundy and just kind of oh. split that here. Yeah, put a little wedge action. And do like a little, look at that. Oh. Look how pretty that looks. And then yeah. one of these. And then let's see. It's time oh. for whiskey and lime, baby. Sours are my favorite drinks. I like that all sours. Delicious. That is incredible. And you're right, the maple doesn't, no, it's like not really, you don't even notice the maple there. It's not sickening. Yeah, you, it, yeah, it balances out that mm -hmm. tartness yeah. of the lime, but it's not, you're like, oh, I'm mm. eating a pancake while also drinking some lime juice. That's very nice. I'm letting the team have a taste yeah, of that and one, I but really I enjoy this one back. Drinks. I like drinks like this because they're so simple. They're easy for people to make at home, but mm -hmm. they're, they have such a, un, they have a unique kind of horizon of flavors with regards to, you know, they're just not things you've seen together very often, which makes them exciting to me. Like, once again, the whiskey and lime combo is drastically overutilized, underutilized in today's mixed drink milieu. 
Oh, so, I haven't used that word in a while. <laughs> do you use, do you have, um, do you currently use, and I understand if you don't because maple syrup can be expensive, especially local maple syrup, but do you currently deal with like a, um, a sugar house? For those of you who don't know, sugar house Strip is club. where they make the maple syrup. Oh. I was calling it a maple reef for a while until I looked it up, but everybody knew what I was talking about and nobody stopped me. So. Wait, 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 a sugar house, is sugar and maple? Interesting. So yeah, but, maple, the where they make maple syrup is called a sugar house. Uh -huh. and, but yeah, I didn't know the name of it. I had no idea. This is a uh, man. Learning experience yeah, I mean, for that's everybody. That's a great name for like a pancake and whiskey restaurant right there. I you could know? not imagine. I can't imagine there, there, there is, is a There is a strip club called the sugar, sugar house. Well, that's not surprising either. Yeah, it's... Um, wouldn't it be funny if it was like a family-owned business to where like, you know, the older folks, they do like the maple syrup and then they pour the maple syrup on them. But they're, and it's gross. At the but they're, strip club? But wouldn't it be even funnier like if they were, in, but if they were known for how good their syrup was. <laughs> like it was like, like you even would go there even if you weren't into it. You're like, yeah, but the like syrup Like the is... best maple syrup and the oh, secret is good. dancing girls sweat. That's yeah. what gets it done. <laughs> The uh, food and drug amendment, they would touch <laughs> This, well, is, this mean, is incredible. I dumped my, so I pushed my little lime, even though the aesthetic was boop, gorgeous. Put it in I there. dumped it in there because I don't know why, but this well, is freaking incredible. It's not going to hit your face as no. you're drinking it. So. This is good. So far, the, the elevation of goodness is. It's, this is yeah. something that I'm going to start using because I mm -hmm, get mm -hmm. questions all the time, you know, being the rep for Catoctin, what cocktails would you recommend? Majority of the time, my bars and restaurants are pretty well versed on cocktails, so I'm not going to like tell them how to do their job. But I do have bars and restaurants that aren't, you know, as you know, cocktail focused. More, you know, like the the neighborhood bars, dive bars, pubs that want to support local, but they're not necessarily cocktail sugar focused. Sugar house strip clubs. Yeah, sugar house strip clubs. Sure. This would be a good one to give them because it's simple. They should have all of these things behind the bar. And even if they wanted to use some yeah. Aunt Jemima because they're too cheap to get real maple syrup, I think that they can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And the yeah. lime does something different. I don't know what it is yet. It's almost bittery in a good way. Am, mm -hmm. I, am I right? There? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's citrus. You're yeah. going to get some, some bitterness but, but in there. But not as in the cheek as like lemon is. Am I yeah, I, do I, I sound like I know what I'm... No? Okay. Very pleasantly surprised yeah. with that mm -hmm. lime. Right, I'm going to clean out yours. And so as I'm cleaning these up, Mr. Ryan, can you talk about the Betsy Ross? Good old Betsy. Yeah. So one thing I like to train my, my team uh, is that classics uh, and, uh, are, are not – classic drinks aren't all old drinks. They are old drinks that have – uh, found their way in the common uh, drinker's vernacular, such as the old-fashioned margarita uh, and whatnot, Manhattan. Now, uh, drinks that are old that are just being rediscovered that the average drinker has never heard of, I like to call these vintage drinks. And I really love playing uh, Indiana Jones in, uh, in my cocktail library and finding uh, old recipes that I've never seen on a menu that I think sound really pleasant uh, in relation to the modern palette and the Betsy Ross is a uh, is just one of the many that I have uh, tracked down and, and found just to be really pleasant. I especially I'm glad we're ending on this one because I think it's a it's a great way to land the plane after a meal. Uh, it's got uh, cognac. Uh, I mean, sorry, it's got the grape brandy. It's got the tawny port, a little bit of Grand Marnier and bitters. Um, it's bracing, but just elegant. Uh, it's just a really comforting. Uh, it's just a blanket for the soul, I a think. And, uh, so you're uh, telling me, so after you know, all of the barbecue that Bobby had before he came here from Monks down the street, it's going to cut through all that fat and all that goodness he I just had. I actually think this would be great with barbecue. I, I'm thinking brisket with this some? bad boy. Oh, there brisket was Brisket and Betsy. You know what you could do? You could you could garnish this drink with a a beef brisket tip and, yes. and then, oh my goodness. That's like Betsy Good, Ross like, and Ron Swanson. They're a fair cocktail. I feel Doing. like, I feel like when she was making yeah. the flag, that's what she was thinking about. Yeah. She was well, like, you know what? Good with go, go yeah. drink. They're going to, why is it called the Betsy Ross? We've, we've made a lot of, is it? So I have not sadly been able to track down the, uh, the provenance for the name of this drink. It's just simply called a Betsy Ross, but it's really important to note that old, uh, back in the olden times, uh, 
there was generally uh, something going on in the world that would have uh, signaled you to make a drink in in honor of. So uh, it's just hard to know, you know, exactly when this was created. But obviously, someone was thinking about old Betsy and you know her magical sewing techniques. And uh, that was very attractive back the, then. The Betsy <laughs> Ross touch. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's uh, very appropriate that you picked the Betsy Ross. I don't know if it was on purpose. You know, it being a cocktail in significance of a woman and us being a woman-owned and made distillery. Yeah. Here, here. Good old, it's not Betsy, but Becky. Becky. Yeah. Becky, Becky Ross. Not Becky. Becky Ross. No, that's not So, it. Becky's so, the... So here, I'm already, my mind's already working right now. You can do this with whiskey and that can be the Becky Ross. Oh. Yes. You can or change... the Becky Harris. Yeah. Becky heard, Ross, I think, would be a good one. Stop me if I'm wrong, and I normally am. There is, you can't, you can't own the rights to a cocktail. You can't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Trademark? Trademark a cocktail, right? There's been... Yeah. The there's been of. issues for, like, cocktail menus for, like, Michelin star restaurants and stuff of, like, consultants and stuff. They've tried to, but in reality, and Ryan can, you know, attest to this, all cocktails are based off of classic cocktails. There's really yeah. no riff that has never been done before. So if you tweak it a little bit, you can it's make just it your riff. own. I could have a Bobby Ross. Yeah. Bob yeah. Ross. Yeah, you can have a Bob Ross. Yeah. And do like a little like succulent oh, as man, it's man. little or... Put a little tree in there. You can tree, create yeah. a whole raw... A little quick hand painted little board menu. and put a little paper clip yeah, on Yeah, you know there. what? To... Go ahead. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I, I try to create drinks that people will want to put on their menus. You know, we actually put the every single ingredient in our drinks down to the half teaspoon on the menu itself at my restaurant. Oh, wow. Because I just like to see my drinks travel. So it's, it's, it's not, to me, it's the other way around. I want, you know, if I want to seal some kind of legacy, I don't want you not using my drinks. I want you using my drinks. You well, know? you just hope that they put your name that you use next yeah. to it. So you can be like, oh, that's sure. on that one. But if it doesn't, whatever. If they're excited yeah, about it. but you're... even if they don't, it's fun. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all just, you know, bringing people together, making them happy about, you know, drinking the booze. The next time I'm at a yep. random restaurant and I taste this drink, I'm going to be like, did Ryan say you can, <laughs> did he say you can make this? There, there you go. go. They're like, oh. who the hell is, he, I'm taking this with me because you're not allowed to have this. Right. I, right. I like that last one so much, I'm staring at Avalon's because she's. Oh, did you already finish it? Yes, it was so oh. good. Uh, well, and I gave my first one away. We can make another one. Uh, or do you want this one? No, I'll, well, let's move to the... Yes. Okay. Are you done with that one? I'm done with this one. I'll sip on it's that. Sunday, I'm excited Sunday for this Betsy Ross. Eastern Seaboard, man. Well, you know, it's Virginia. I have a three-hour drive. you yeah. know, Betsy was sewing the flag in Virginia. We make our whiskey and gin in Virginia and she our brandy. Was. So, yeah. Amazing. It's all full circle, man. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. So I we, would love to say that I had planned that, but that was just... It's a happy little it? accident. <laughs> all right. So, Bob Ross for the Betsy... Happy accident. It's yeah. all a happy accident. Yeah, yeah. So, the Betsy Ross is one and a half ounces of our 1757 brandy. So, the 1757 brandy is... Uh, that's, when Bet that's when Betsy Ross was born. Well, that's when Loudoun County was established, it's not, it's 1757. Not. She wasn't born then. Well, I'm, yeah. She was alive, I'm sure. I think she was alive. When Somebody Google Betsy Ross. Yeah, yeah. She, we got it right here. We got what if it's the Google. wrong Betsy Ross? What, what if the woman that this drink is named after is like some lady out in Kentucky that it's not even the right one and we're giving the wrong oh, credit? Yeah. 1752. 1752. That was, she was born? Stop. So, what year is your? Oh. Uh, 1757. So it was still some time. So Loudoun County was yeah. established in 1757. So that's where we get our grape brandy. So all of the, um, so we're surrounded by a bunch of um, uh, wineries out here. So we source all of our grape juice or grape wine, whatever, from those uh, wineries, come here, uh, they send it here, and then we distill it in-house and then uh, barrel it and age it in-house and then bottle it as well. So let's see. And then, so we already did the ounce and a half of the 1757 brandy, and then we're doing an ounce and a half of the uh, port. So the tawny port. Oh, I love port. And while so you're pouring that, I want to make a, for the, for the watchers and listeners out there, um, when you go to a distillery, you, a lot of people think, well, it's whiskey. And that's all they're going to have. Most, if not all, distilleries, most distilleries, I'll say, are going to have gins, 
brandies or different things for you to taste and cocktails that they might be able to serve. So it's, it's good to, even if you're not a whiskey person, um, necessarily, there's more to get out of a distillery because they're making other stuff while you're waiting yeah. on those barrels to become your... Well, that's why we made exactly. our gin. Like the gin was the first thing outside of the whiskey that we're making. And then we had our... So it was the Mosby Spirit, which was our um, white dog, white whiskey. And then the gin was what we were making as we were allowing the barrels to, uh, to age and actually make the whiskey. All right. So like I said, an ounce and a half of the brandy ounce and a half of the um, tawny port, and then we're doing one-fourth ounce of GM. That. And that, so you don't even need to shake this time. This is all stirring. Oh, I love the stir. So after this, we just need two little dashes of Angostura. So we're going to do two drops because the other Angostura is our orange. We'll do one, two, one, two. There we go. You know what? I I, I double up on that because my dashes are longer than that, so I okay. double up on that. Boop boop. Just boop. from all the way here on the west coast, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a pivot in there. Okay. Yeah. There <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, mm, good old Angostura. I think, and then well, we need. Hold on. What is ice. what is Angostura? What is that? I know it's a bitter, but what that what is is it a brand or is it a flavor? What is it? Ryan. Brian. So Back to I you, can, Ryan. I've got all kinds of Angostura stories. I've actually been to the Angostura distillery in Trinidad. And because I didn't have a reservation, they would not give me a tour. And I was super bummed out. So I went and like, you know, baked Indian roti. But uh, Angostura is a brand. Uh, once again, Bitters is a, uh, it's a uh, complex aromatic uh, infusion of herbs, roots, and spices in alcohol. Angostura is rum-based. And oh. if you need kind of a primary flavor to kind of guide your understanding of Angostura bitters, I'd make it uh, baking spice. I did not know that. I want, is it something you could make at home? You could approximate it for sure. Um, there's no doubt. And there's a lot of other bitters on the market, they go under aromatic bitters is usually uh, what they're called that are very similar to Angostura. I mean, I'm never gonna make it. <laughs> well, there was uh, an article several years ago uh, when you know the cocktail culture kind of started to explode in the US and there were bartenders that were trying to make tobacco bitters. Do you remember that article that was like really making people sick? I didn't sick? read that article, but- But there were several. I like, do have you a know, friend who, yeah. Did he do it the right way? Uh, I'm not, I, there's no right way. I mean, in the end, bitters, you just like, you know, you're making infusions and then you're, you're making sure that the, uh, the infusions have the appropriate amount of bitterness. And usually you're amplifying, uh, the flavor profile with just a little bit of, uh, some kind of a sweetener in a lot of ways, uh, even a pot like a non potable bitter, like Angostura is kind of like an ultra concentrated old fashioned unto itself. So, well, before we go on to that tangent of the Angostura, the, when I was talking about the uh, tobacco bitters, so they were actually using tobacco to make okay. the bitters and all of those chemicals that exist naturally in tobacco that, you know, yeah. aren't good for you. The things they, yeah. The, the, they yeah. weren't filtering mm. or distill or any, they weren't taking all of those yeah. components out. They were just like, we're going to let the tobacco steep in some, you know, spirit or whatever. And then we're going to yeah. make bitters out of it and then using it for mass consumption. And people were getting real Oh, I sick. see what you're saying. Yeah. I think I missed, uh. Is there nicotine gum in, in my drink? Yeah, but, uh, no, and that's the, yeah, yeah. the nicotine in I there. Like it, people were going to the bathroom uh, immediately after their cocktail and not feeling too hot. No one got up for a smoke that whole night. Yeah, no, they were like, we're right, Is this we're... garnished or anything? Or is it so straight? It should have been with a, what is this garnished with? A lemon peel? I think it's a lemon peel. Okay. Yeah. We're it's gonna... very pretty. It's like a red. Woo. Oh, there oh, we go. You couldn't do that again if you tried. <laughs> yeah, I just got a hole in one. Yeah. There we go. All right. So and once again, on think about it. maybe just you just wrap, wrap it up to... an evening of pounding brisket. And, you know, Boop. you just want to lean back in your chair and let Literally. some alcohol cut through all that fat and protein. And I'm feeling like this is going to be a really excellent choice for that uh, for that moment. So that is the cocktail. I was supposed to express oh. some lemon in there, but. Oh, that's lovely. That is that is brisket. 
That is very nice. You sop yeah. that. You sop a brisket juice up with that, boy. I tell you what, get some you biscuits. You just get a nice little burnt in them. and just put it like right yeah. on the end of there. Even let it float in there. I wouldn't be yeah. mad at that. Show's over. Totally. <laughs> Show's been over. This is. During the pandemic, we did mm. uh, a whole series of Netflix and Katak tales. So John, who's our Virginia rep, and myself, we're both very ADHD people. We got Excellent. stuck at the distillery okay. bottling for, you know, six months for eight hours a day. And Scott was just like, it was, we were basically like children, just like, we're getting bored and getting dancy. And he's like, we need something for you guys to like keep your attention and your focus somewhere. So we started recording these videos and we did one for The Office and we did the Ron Swanson, which that one wasn't a cocktail. It was just a pour of the 92 proof, and we I took bacon fat and let it kind of gelatinize around the rim and then put bacon bits around it with the whiskey. Mm, love it. And it was delicious. That's incredible. Bananas. So That's you incredible. could easily do that with this, and I, I wouldn't you, be mad at it. If you play around with drinks, I, I don't, I've been recently playing around. So I was trying to make like a hot drink. So what I did is I shook like a, like a sour, no, like a hot spice. Spicy, okay. So I was like, okay, I made like a sour. I don't remember what kind of sour, just a sour, let's say. And I took a fresh jalapeno and I cut it up and I just threw it in there and I shook it. And it wasn't hot, but was it, it had- Was it a whiskey sour? It was like a whiskey sour. Okay, so I just yeah. threw the bits of jalape fresh jalapeno straight in there and then strained it, drank it. It wasn't hot like I wanted it to be, but- it gave it that vegetable pepper mm -hmm. flavor, which I was like, that's a, that's its own thing. Yeah. So it was very like my wife shaking her hand. It was freaking delicious on accident. So play, play. Mm -hmm. It's a play, it's playtime. I mean, you could make, you could take this thing we're doing, the Betsy Ross or whatever, and add your own little, I mean, you don't really need to add shit to this. <laughs> this is, with Ryan's permission, you can add whatever you want to it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing when it comes to like, you know, we're talking about classic cocktails and everything. All of those little like twists on a classic, that's all it is, is you're taking the components of the cocktail. Say, you know, in Manhattan, you have whiskey and a vermouth, which is basically a wine of sorts. Mm -hmm. And then you have mm -hmm. bitters. So what other types of wine are there? How many different types of wine? There's 10. You can use whatever you yeah. want. One of the my favorites oh my God, is probably one of the most, like I guess, I mean, ordered. You could put whatever this is. Well, that's our botanicals from our gin. Not that you don't. Yeah, yeah you put. <laughs> you could, but I mean, honestly, so a simple syrup. If you wanted to make a botanical simple syrup to put into the gin old fashioned, you could. And then there's what is it? The Negroni. Yeah. There's white Negroni. So sure. Negroni is a you know it's gin, and then you have a vermouth, and then you have a bitter spirit. So it doesn't have to be Campari. It could be whatever. Other, it can be any bitter yeah. spirit. There's um, clear bitter spirit. So there's the white Negroni. There's a mathematician like out there somewhere that is going to figure out. Every like there's probably an app to where like you basically roll the dice and it just puts whatever components you're looking for. Versions of that you could there's probably a it's like a Rubik's cube. Yeah. And that's why you can't really trademark a yeah. cocktail because it's again all different variations of what you have. It's a spirit, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And as long as there it kind of follows those lines, you're fine. These were amazing. Ryan, wow, thank you so much. Cheers. I, I, I I'm surprised you're not sipping something with us. Yeah. No, he was he, he likes to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be. I've got, uh, I'm going to go crack a bottle on Malbec and sit on my rooftop here just after this. So oh, very this nice. has got me all fired up to uh, <laughs> have Sunday fun day evening. Uh, and it's, uh, the weather's not too crappy today here, which is rare. It was so beautiful here today that. too. Like it was it, mm. like yesterday and the day before were super cold. I had my giant park on to where I look like well, I had. Like, the mountains know, of Virginia are known for their mild February. So. Uh, mm -hmm. no. Now no. it's beautiful. Like I went outside with just like a little light jacket. It was beautiful. Yeah, this it's was been gorgeous. Th well, this was. I mean, I'm married, have kids. This is the highlight of my life. So right now, well, this moment. So thank, well, thank you both. You. Yeah, no, thank I mean you, that. Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Before we let you go, and You're this has been incredible. I have one question for you. Um, you own a pizzeria. Mm. Um, pineapple on pizza. Is that okay? I think. So. So yes. we have uh, right, that's it. That's the we show, have folks. a variation <laughs> of a Canadian bacon and pineapple with pork belly. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so uh, I'm married to an Italian. Do what you like. Yeah, right? they're they're weird about their pizza and what you put on it. But like a cocktail, Dana loves the as an Italian. I'll give you the 
She does love a pineapple uh, Hawaiian pizza. I do too. I'm a big fan. I like, you know, that sweet, that almost yeah. like umami, sweet, Balance. savory, like, and that it, salty it, flavors you know, that come through. Sweet and savory is 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 always Cheers. a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. like a cocktail. It's whatever you want. Yeah, it's like That's a chocolate like covered pretzel yeah. ice cream or bacon ice cream. I'm gonna like, stop you there. Now you've gone too far. Okay, chocolate covered cut pretzel bacon ice cream. <laughs> Who makes it? Somebody let us know so we can buy some. It's out there, I'm sure. And I'll make like a whiskey float with it. Yeah. That'll get you trash. Not oh, in Virginia because yeah. you only can do two ounces. I well, heard. I mean at home. Whatever. Anyway, chasers. <laughs> This has been Cocktail Hour with Avalon and Bobby. Now, we, uh, we've made some good drinks. You yeah. have these ingredients. You can get them. They're at your local store. We didn't do anything crazy. We didn't infuse rose petals with hummingbird beaks. We didn't do anything weird. Um, that's for the next episode. Yeah, we didn't harvest any fresh hummingbird <laughs> beaks. Um, that is the next. That's the after hours. <laughs> that's dark. Pete is going to come at me for that one. Um, no, but these are very obtainable spirits and bitters and everything you can get you can make this right in your own home and these drinks are absolutely impressive and incredible and like ryan said he wants to see them out there so next time you invite ryan we're going to give you his number at the end of this and, <laughs> and home address when you invite him to your house he wants to see you making these great drinks. yeah with maple or just syrup. go to his restaurant or just go okay okay don't make it weird and go yeah. to his restaurant uh ryan and what was the restaurant again yeah where can they find we'd you we'd love to see you down here so yeah what, so portland oregon i'm i'm I, I live in Oregon. I live in Portland. And right now, I'm just bumping back and forth between uh, my restaurants, rebuilding the cultures after COVID, and uh, hoping for decades more of success with those experiences. So what were the restaurants again? Oven and Shaker. So we've got two locations, uh, one in downtown Portland and, and one in the suburbs, uh, Lake Oswego to be specific. And I'm also a partner in a beautiful beer hall called Loyal Legion, uh, which has okay. the largest selection of uh, Oregon draft beer in the world. Awesome. That's cool. Well, yeah. it's a bit of a trek from here, but if you're in that area, definitely go check Ryan out. And if you get a chance to yeah, talk to please. Ryan, well, no, no, no. Ben he, is here. He delivers. <laughs> so you're out fine. Out to Virginia. Yeah. So I'll send you whiskey. You send me some pizza. Yeah. I Deal. think that works. Just text me. <laughs> okay. Done. Done. <laughs> Chasers, thank you. Uh, remember, this is easy. You can do this. This is delicious. She's a pro. I'm not. We both made them. She poured most of my glass. Whatever. Um, but it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. All right, Chasers. That wraps up this week's episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can find us anywhere that you stream your favorite podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Cast Chasers. You can always reach us and find out what we're up to on our website, castchasers.org. And while you're there, be sure to pick up some swanky Cast Chasers swag for yourself and for your whiskey-loving cohort. Until next week, Chasers, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. And that's a wrap. Mm. Are we done? Yeah. Thank you, Holy Ryan. shit, that was good. Those are fucking delicious. Uh, Is there more? Yeah,